Hi everybody. I am Oliver. And I'm Annabelle. And I'm Alice. Today we're going to be talking with the one and only Stephen Wright. Hi Stephen, how Hi, are you? Yes. I'm well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. That's good. This is our show, The Right Talk. So, if you don't know how it goes, but I'm pretty sure you listen to our podcast, so we ask you questions and you're meant to give us a truthful answer. So firstly, I think, Alice, do you have any questions for Stephen? Is your family good or is it bad or like... Very good question, Alice. Thanks for asking. Firstly, I'd like to say I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I've listened to every episode. It's my favourite time of the week to get a new update of this podcast. Hmm, to answer your question, is my family good or are they bad? That's a tough one, really. Um, every family is uh, a mix of both good and bad. But really, you know, families are about love. And I think that my family will love each other. And that makes everyone good. So... And or Ollie can go now. Okay, so we'd like to say something to someone named Ellen. Mm-hmm. And so, Borda Ellen. I'm sure I she'll say Borda Annabelle. <laughs> so, Ellen is from Wales. She is a friend of Stephen's. Uh, is she not? That is true. Okay, so, thanks for listening, Ellen. It's very nice of you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who is your hero or idol? Wow, who's my hero or idol? I think I, I have lots of different heroes and lots of different idols and it depends on which part of my life you're talking about and, um, you know, in what context. But I like people who um, try really hard, maybe don't necessarily succeed, but try really hard and have a good time. So growing up, I had lots of heroes, um, people like Superman and other kind of superheroes. Um, when I um, was a lot younger, I used to really like wrestling. Your dad and I used to watch the wrestling a lot. And my favorite wrestler was a guy called Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And he was like this crazy dude who carried a piece of wood and he always lost, but he carried a big piece of wood around an American flag and danced around and ate a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, he was one of those people. But, you know, I've, like professionally, I have lots of heroes. People like um, a fashion designer who's a Japanese guy called Isi Miyaki, um, who makes really exciting clothes, um, and lots of different people like that. What is your job? Ah, good question. Uh, so I am a lecturer in fashion design, and my job is pretty much um, teaching people how to uh, be a designer, uh, and how to be a designer where um, they produce clothes. So not just how to make clothes, um, but how to come up with the ideas or how to recognize a situation in society where um, clothes might be beneficial. What job did you want when you were a kid? Oh man, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a cartoonist. You know, I really like uh, comedy and I used to read a magazine called Mad Magazine, which I love. And um, you know, he always used to make me laugh and I thought one day if I could draw funny comics, um, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I like watching, no, reading Mad Magazine. It's still funny, right? Yes. It's cool. Yeah, so it's one of those things like like that I used to, and I used to draw like funny comics for my friends and when I, when I was like Ollie's age, I drew some comics that were in like my local yeah, paper. Yeah, I stuff try like and that. draw comics now as well. And you don't That's have to right. be... I was never a really great drawer. You don't have to be a fantastic drawer. You just have to like to laugh and know how to... Just, just have to have your own style. That's it. Hmm. Where do you live? 
I live in a city called Cardiff, which is the capital of Wales, which is part of the United Kingdom. Where is Wales? Mm, that's a very good question. Okay, so if you think of the UK, the big island of the United Kingdom looks a bit like a chicken nugget. Okay, it doesn't. So if anyone listening in the UK, they're going to say it doesn't, but it does kind of look a bit like a chicken nugget. And if you think, if you hold the chicken nugget up in front of your face, the bottom left-hand corner um, is Wales. That's interesting. So what do you like so much about Wales? Why do you think it's so interesting and why did you move there in the first place? I initially moved there because um, I got a, uh, an exciting opportunity, I got a, a job. Um, and it was a, it was a challenging job and a job that allowed me to do things that I wasn't able to do here in Australia. Um, but one of the things that I love about Wales is it's, um, it's a very country that's rich in history. So um, the you know, Welsh culture goes back thousands of years and, and uh, I love history. So I can walk around in the streets and see buildings that are like two, three, uh, hundred years old. Wow. Um, and there's myths and legends. And in the middle of Cardiff, there's a castle and I can go visit the castle whenever I want. So how exciting is that? That's, That's pretty exciting. exciting. That sounds really cool. Why is fashion important? Uh, because it's the most coolest thing on earth, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, fashion's really important because if you think about it, everybody, you, me, Alice, you know, your mum and your dad, we have to make a decision every day about the clothes we're going to wear. And we have to decide what those clothes mean. So if you think about it, um, the clothes that we wear have a very special communicative uh, factor. That means that they communicate something to people when they look at them. So if you look at someone, they're wearing a I Love Australia t-shirt, you might think that person loves Australia, right? Yeah. So that's what makes fashion really important, is that it's, it, it covers our bodies, which is great. Otherwise, you know, we'd freeze our bums off all the time. But it allows us to say something to the world without having to say something. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to go back to Ellen. Ellen asked, why do you wear such rubbish clothes? <laughs> How do you respond to this? <laughs> It's an accusatory tone that you've uh, you've made there for a wholly unfounded I'm, question. I'm not sure she used those words, but it was... <laughs> because your clothes are cool. You're very sweet to say that, Annabelle. Here's the thing about fashion. Don't tell anyone this, okay? I hope that this, this isn't going to air, right? This is all just between us. No, no. Well, other people are going to be listening to it. Hopefully. Oh, well. Well, then everybody in the whole world is going to know this secret. It doesn't really matter what you wear as long as you like what you wear. And for me... I choose the clothes I wear, even though they are a bit weird, um, because I'm a bit weird and I like wearing the clothes I wear and they represent my style and they're a bit strange, um, but so am I. So that's the best part of being me. And that's the fun part with fashion is you can, one day you can dress really, really differently to the next and you can, you know, you can play around and you can have fun with fashion and it doesn't matter. It's just clothes at the end of the day. So uh, I wear strange clothes because I'm a strange person. When was your proudest moment? Oh wow, that's a really hard, a hard thing to say. Um, do you mean professionally or personally? Uh, both. Mm. Um, I would say my proudest moment professionally, and it's, it's difficult because you know, I have lots of different uh, moments of pride um, depending on uh, different parts of my career. But the first one for me, the, the earliest time that I felt really proud about my job, about being a designer, 
um, and working in fashion was when I was still a student where um, some of my work was shown on a catwalk for Australian Fashion Week. And seeing that stuff walk out wow. on the catwalk was a huge thing and really, really exciting. So that was kind of one of the things that made me think, yeah, I've chosen the right career and I've chosen the right place to be. Because I, I studied a whole bunch of other stuff before I studied fashion. Yeah. What about personally? Um, personally, my proudest moment is probably when I finished a half marathon for the first time. And the only time, by the way. But, <laughs> you know, it was really, really, really hard. And... Um, was one of those things that when I crossed the finish line, I thought, oh my God, I can't believe I've done that. And I can't believe, I never ever thought I'd be able to do something like that. And I trained and trained and trained for a million years uh, to make that happen. And um, I did it. So are you a million or older than that? I'm older than that. I'm an immortal being. <laughs> so how long have you lived for? Um, between seven and eight billion years. <laughs> What's your favorite moment in history then? Oh, that's a good question. You know what I'd say? My favourite moment in history is the development of the chicken. The what? Yeah, the chicken. <laughs> they're exciting things. They're, they're dinosaur enough to be scary and they're cuddly enough to be pets. What's the problem? When did you decide you wanted to teach fashion design? Um, I, I studied um, to be a teacher before I studied fashion and I only did that for a year. Uh, and I liked doing that. I liked teaching people things. And so when I went into fashion, I always thought in the back of my mind that I'd like to work with young people and to help people. Uh, and that's something pretty much everyone in our family does. They work in jobs where they help people. And that's something that I think is really important to all of us. And so um, I was given an opportunity to, to do a little bit of teaching um, and to help have a group of students to do a, do a fashion show. Um, and so once I started doing that, I th it felt really good and I thought, oh, this might be an exciting career for me and I followed it from there. How did you become a fashion designer? Oh, man. Okay. Studying, I studied, first of all, and I did a, a degree in design, um, in fashion design. And it takes a long time. You know, something like study, and you can ask your, you know, both your, your parents can, can agree with this, but study is one of those things that by the time you get to the end of a degree, you're just at the beginning of learning. So I did a three and a half year fashion design degree where I learned things like how to sew and how to uh, cut fabric and how to make patterns, how to draw, how to think like a designer. And design thinking is really different from normal thinking. You know, design thinkers spend a lot of time thinking around problems. So not trying to solve a problem, but thinking about how we change the, the situation where the problem exists. So I studied fashion design for three and a half years. And then I started a, a business with uh, my partner, Louisa, called Core Blimey, Core Blimey Fashion, everyone should check us out. Um, and we worked on that business for a long time and went through lots of different um, iterations and lots of different um, types of business uh, until suddenly I became a fashion designer. Do you have a website we could check out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. What is it called? Coreblimeyfashion.com. All one word. C O R R B L I M E Y fashion.com. Okay. Does Coreblimey stand for anything or does it like mean anything in another language? It does. Okay. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Okay. So Coreblimey is a is a term used in Australia and in England as well. Um where it's a bit like surprise. So people might say, oh, cool, blimey, right? Because they're surprised about something. And it's old English. So it's like a, an, an older version of English. And it means God blind me. 
So it means that I am so, I've seen everything, so God can blind me now. I'm so excited, or I'm so surprised, and this thing is so wonderful that I don't even need my eyes anymore. <laughs> so that's what we decided to call that business, because we thought when someone sees our clothes, they're going to say, cool, blimey. They How? have seen the best clothes in the world now. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That sounds cool. How much money should you spend on clothes? Oof. That's a really hard question to answer. And look, you know, I think people sometimes get really worked up and really excited and, and they think that if you spend more money, you get better clothes. That's not the case at all. And I, what I'd say is that you should spend what you can afford, but you should try and buy clothes um, that are high quality. So they last a long time. Most of the clothes that I buy for myself are secondhand. I don't really buy new clothes very often because I don't need to, because I can fix clothes, but also I like secondhand clothes because they're unique. So in terms of how much money you should spend on clothes, there's a few things, Here's a, there's a few rules. Firstly, buy items that you're going to wear often and for a long time that won't go out of style. Yes, like them. not stuff that you'd only use like once. That's maybe. right, yeah. There's, there's no point in buying, in spending a lot of money on something that you'll only wear once a year. But there is a, a you know, a lot of rationale in spending a lot of money on something you wear every day, for example. Mm. What do you think about school uniforms? Yeah, it's a funny one. I think some people get really um, upset and angry about school uniforms. I think school uniforms do a couple of things that are really positive. Number one, they make everyone feel like they're part of a team. You know, that's why yeah. sporting teams wear uniforms. Yeah. And that's why the military use uniforms and a bunch of other reasons. But everyone feels like they're together and they're working together. And that's really positive. You know, humans are, uh, are, want to be around other people that are like them. And two, it puts everybody on an even playing field. So if everyone wears the same uniform, then everyone is the same. And in today's society, that's really important. I think school uniforms are really positive. How should kids dress? Like, not just in school uniforms or anything, but like and in normal, can... everyday sort of clothes. Well, I think the best thing about being a kid is that you haven't really decided what you're going to be yet. You've got the whole life ahead of you to experiment and to have fun and to think about what kind of person am I going to be. So what I'd say in terms of what you wear is why don't you experiment? Why don't you have fun and why don't you try as many different things as possible? But more importantly than all that, you should wear something that you feel good in and something makes that, that you can do whatever you want in. So if you run and jump and ride your bike, you should wear clothes you can do that in and make you feel happy. How old were you when you decided that you wanted to become a fashion designer or when you decided you wanted to help people? That's a hard question to answer. I think all my life I had really I liked clothes and I played with clothes and I like had like my GI Joes and Action Men and I made little outfits for them, and I never really seriously considered that that I could make a career in that until I was about eighteen or nineteen. Okay, how do you know something is fashionable or not? Okay, have you guys heard of the story of the Emperor's New Clothes? Yes. No, I haven't. It, we have some books at home on it. It's really funny. It's a funny story, right? Yeah. And the story, it's very much like the fashion industry. So to give you a quick recap, Polly, the Emperor's New Clothes is about this emperor who loved clothes and he hired this special tailor. And the tailor kept telling him, oh, I'm making you this wonderful piece of clothing. And It's invisible. And it's invisible, and it's the finest of threads, and it's all special. And only people who are really smart can see it. That's right. So the emperor, of course, he wants people to think he's smart. So he says, oh, yes, I can see it. Of course I can see it. And so one day he wears his fancy new outfit, which is nothing. 
down the street in a big parade and uh, everyone, everyone hears the story about if you're smart you can see these clothes. So everyone says, oh look he looks amazing, he looked amazing. Until one little kid says, he's naked. And sometimes the fashion industry is a lot like that. You know, and people say that things are fashionable just because they say they're fashionable and they're not really fashionable. You know, in, in past decades, not really so much now, there used to be a very strict system where someone decided what was fashionable. Somebody at the top, either a magazine editor or a leading designer would say, this is what fashion is going to be now. It doesn't work like that anymore. So it's really hard to say what's fashionable and what's not because anything is fashionable and nothing is fashionable. So that's really the fun part about fashion at the moment is it can be anything. I think fashion is a clothing item or anything really that connects people. Yeah, that sounds about right. And fashion these days, if you think about it, it's not just about clothes. Think about two people have like mobile phones and cars and shoes and computers. All these things uh, have fashion in them. Okay. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, dang it. I had some great, some great answers to this one. I think the one that I'm going to say is the one that I've always thought that I'm going to stick with. Okay, you guys ready for this? Yeah. All right. Now, it seems crazy, but I always really like to jump really high. <laughs> so, like even higher than a kangaroo. Yeah, like 50 meters high. That's huge. So, you'd want to... Basically jump higher than a skyscraper sometimes. Well, not, you know, not some of the big skyscrapers, but think of how easy that would be. Like, oh, I've got to get to the 50th floor. Hang on, gang. I just shoot up and I'd be there. That would knock, be like a rocket. Yeah. And think, <laughs> like, if you're like, I'm just going to pop to the shops. Don't worry, chief. Bang, one jump, you're at the shops. <laughs> how easy would that be? But wouldn't you die from the impact on coming, once coming down? I assume I'd have special shoes. Like with springs in the bottom or something. Yeah, or, or you'd make special shoes. That's right, yeah. Because you're a fashion designer, of course. If you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? <sighs> and not? what would you do? Um, I think there are lots of different animals that I really like. Um, I think pangolins are super cool. Do you guys know what pangolins are? No. Uh, yeah, I think so. They're like, they're like uh, the type of anteater, but they have scales instead of, uh, of hair or fur. So they're pretty cool. I think I'd like to be a pangolin, but I always thought that the animal that I was most like was a cat. Because <laughs> yeah. cat, cats yeah. are super cool, right? They you cool. used to have cats. Yes, yeah. Um, I had two cats, Barbara and Cynthia. Both lovely cats. Oh, which one was your favourite? Oh, you can't have favourites, not cats. Barbara was a tiny little cat and Cynthia was enormous. And when we got Barbara and Cynthia, the person that we got them from sort of thing, thought, sorry, Cynthia was a boy, uh, and so she called her Ken, like Barbie and Ken, and then she realised that no, she was just really fat and ate a lot of food, so she was just an enormous cat. So it was actually a girl? Yeah. <laughs> so that's fun, and I think cat cats just do their own thing, and I like that about them. Which animal do you think is the most fashionable in the animal kingdom? Wow. Well, I, actually there's probably two animals that I would say in the animal kingdom are the most fashionable. Firstly, the bird of paradise. Because it's all, you know, jazzy and flashy Pretty, and doesn't yeah. dance and all those kinds of cool things. And secondly, the chameleon, because it changes its colours all the time. And so you could probably say chameleon's the most fashionable. But I think if I was going to be one of those two animals, I'd be the bird of paradise because they like strut and dance and have like cool feathers and stuff. Yeah, chameleons don't normally dance as much as the birds of paradise. What about a peacock spider? Oh, peacock spiders are great. They're like a, that's a newly discovered animal, right? 
So I got, think. Yeah, here in Canberra. No, so, no it's, in, it's Australian. Oh. Western Australia is a lot of them. So peacock, yeah, peacock spiders are pretty cool. I mean, peacocks are pretty cool. It's not an animal, but... What about, <laughs> yeah. what about a mantis shrimp? What, what's that? They've got, uh, they can see in ultraviolet yeah. and in infrared. Oh, okay. Which animals do you think aren't the most fashionable? Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it depends on what you say. What you blobfish. <laughs> but blob, blobfish. Blobfish are all kind of smooth and like soft Never. and luxurious. And look cool. And you know, black, funny. magpies are all black and white. That's pretty. That's pretty fashionable. I was thinking, like, maybe a crocodile because they've been around for ages. And they're like, no, but of course, they, of course, they're fashionable because they're all crocodiles. And you can make boots out of them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they're like living handbags. Oh, animal cruelty for people out there who do that. Animal cruelty. Yeah, yeah animal cruelty is not a great thing. That's one of the bad things that the fashion industry does. Wait, does the fashion industry still do that? Yes, it does. You yeah. can, do, does your company do that? Absolutely not. You can debate that they're creditable. <laughs> I could debate what, sorry? The, the people who do make um, it, a, a, with items animal out of skin and stuff. Yeah, yeah. skin that's creditable. They very much are. <laughs> Montgomery Burns. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So they're wearing gorilla vests and Dalmatian coats. Yeah, and do they have black and white hair? Like creditable. <laughs> Sometimes, maybe. Okay, so Alice, do you have any questions? Do you have any other questions? Yeah. Um. Uh, do you do good at your family? Do you do any jobs or what? Like, what do you do there? Where? Do, where? At home. At your house. Oh, do I do any jobs? Yeah. I do all the jobs. So I vacuum, I cook. You know, very occasionally I'll make my bed, you know, all those cool things. That's like me. I very think. occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So shall we move on? Yeah. 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 Actually, you could be involved in okay. this if you want. You don't have to. I'm keen to be. Okay. Alice. So let's ask Alice some questions. Alice. First question is, why is your family important? Because uh, my family is important because it helps me look after myself and it's, and it's really important because might, it might be dangerous if you are by yourself. Okay, could you say one word that you think everyone in your family is? Like, one let's word to say describe your you were family. saying that mum was kind or clever or Dad was helpful around the house. So one stuff person, like that. So one person for each member in the family. Yeah. Well, my dad's clever and my mum's a bit smarter than my dad. <laughs> and my daddy's I really my I really love my dad because he always gives me hugs and he gives me kisses, but He's sick right now, and he's really, really nice to me. Yeah, but what about me and Ollie? And Stephen? They are, but Amber and Ollie is a bit rude to me, but they are <laughs> a bit, tiny bit kind, but um, wow, Annabelle's funny. a bit more kind than Ollie. <laughs> and, and all of them... I'm 
pretty nice to me because they helped me learn Yeah, stuff. what about Stephen? You, well, you left Stephen out. That's very upsetting. Um, well, Stephen goes to, does that uh, army like my dad. And, <laughs> and he goes to school and he... And he's one of the teachers. Yeah, but do you like him or do you think he's bad? Which I'm pretty sure you don't. Um, I mean, well, Stephen's a good guy. I love him and he's a kind boy. He's so nice to me. He lets me give his hugs and he's so, so, so kind. I can't stop giving him cuddles and it's my family is really, really learning to make me learn stuff like them. What about our dog Oscar? Do you like him? Or you yeah. think he's a bit smelly? He he's not smelly. He's just he is nice and beautiful today. And and I just it's just really nice. He makes me feel better when I'm sad. He just really is all kindly. He makes me feel happy and that is so nice to be with him when I'm alone. Okay, okay. that's very good, Alice. Now, um, I'm going to ask you two kids a question. Yeah. What does too many cooks spoil the broth mean? Um, so, uh, could Ellie go first? Sure. Um, I think it means if everybody's trying to make something perfect, then they don't realise that they're probably making something worse because things should be left as they are, as somebody intended them to be so that so they should stay how they were originally so wait what what was the thing again too many cooks spoil the broth the broth of what though just too many cooks spoil the broth it's like a soup oh okay so let's say there was a um bowl of soup then and too many cooks try to change too many things and it was better how it was before. <laughs> Alice, what do you think it means? I think it means our cooks are making too much food and it's us guessing that all of the people can't eat all of that and it might be too much food of us guessing and it might be not really nice to eat it. It might taste gross and you might not go back there if the cooks are still there. That's a very good explanation. I say, Stephen, do you want to explain to your friends in Cardiff how much more posh than you I sound? <laughs> okay. So let me, set the record, let me set the record straight. My friends in Cardiff listened to the episode that you filmed with your father. And they said to me, oh, oh, your brother sounds so posh. He sounds so much more posh than you. He's got a very different accent than you. <laughs> I know, right? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to clear everything up, we are as equally posh and not posh as each other. Yeah. We are from the yeah, same family. Yeah, my dad sounds more mad all the time than posh. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds just like everybody else. And I sound like everybody else. We no, just you sound, sound like happier. Yeah. Well, I sound happy because I'm on holiday. Mm. And so that makes a big difference. And I get to fly over here and have fun with you guys. And that's super fun. Okay. Alice, you actually do you want to say thank you to Stephen for 
being interviewed. Do you want me to teach you how to say thank you in Welsh? Okay. Sure. Okay, there are two ways to say it. If you just want to say thanks, you say dioch. Dioch. I can't. Dioch, that's right. And if you want to say thank you very much, you say dioch and vawa. Which means like a big thank you. A big thank you. So, dioch and vawa for having me on. Stephen for coming. Yeah. Mm hmm. Do you have yeah. any more to say on You can stay here longer. If um, you want. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen, for coming here. It was really nice to meet you. So we <laughs> we've met before many times. We we How do you say should we should we should um we should end this now. How do you say bye? <laughs> How do you say bye? How do you say bye? Um, if you depends what you want to say, but if you want to say good night, you say nosta. Okay, nosta people, even though it's not night time. It's, only, it's not even eleven a.m. Okay, say so borada. <laughs> that means good morning. So that means hello, both hello and goodbye. Yeah, but uh, okay, but borada. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for watching. Uh, the everybody uh, who watched our podcast. So, so where can we find your fashion stuff again? Just so they remember. So there's a few different places. Yeah. If you want to go on social media, you can find um, uh, my Instagram account at Corblimey Fashion. And if you want to go to the website, it's coreblimeyfashion.com. How do you spell coreblimey? C-O-2-R-S-B-L-I-M-E-Y fashion.com. Yeah. Oh, and if you, if anybody listening wants to send us, a me- sends us an email and give us any advice, just like Stephen and Ellen did, please go to the right talk podcast at gmail.com. That I'll say it again, the right talk podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much.